Welcome to the Inside Look alumni panel from the Wisconsin School of Business today. Uh, we're thrilled that you're here and listening to this. And uh, my name is Randy Parvin. I'm Assistant Director of Admissions and Recruitment for the Wisconsin MBA and MS programs. Again, I'm excited you're here. And we've got a great alumni panel that I'm, I'm just thrilled to learn more. And I hope uh, that you will too by the time you're done listening to this. Um, so let's just get right into it. Um, I'd like to each of you, each, if each of you could kind of tell us about your background, where, what organization you're working with now, maybe your role, and then, you know, why Wisconsin for your MBA? Why did you choose Wisconsin, um, you know, uh, you know, be it two years, three years ago or more? So let's kick it off. Um, Marcus, do you want to kick us off? Oh, sure. Yes, that's fine. Uh, hi, everybody. My name is Marcus. Um, I graduated um, uh, the Wisconsin MBA, what was that, spring of 2019. Um, my background prior to getting the MBA, it's a little, I used to say it was non-traditional, but now that I meet more people, it's not, I feel like we all kind of land here in different ways. Um, so I am a classically trained musician. Um, so my undergrad is in music. Um, so for a long time, I studied to be a professional clarinetist. I've played in orchestras. Um, it was a whole thing. Um, I had like these dreadlocks down to here. It was a whole artist kind of vibe. Um, but um, so that's like where a lot of my undergrad training was in. But work experience wise, before I actually got to the Wisconsin MBA, um, I was in banking for a bit. Um, and then I was on the underwriting side of insurance. Um, and then I got to Wisconsin. I interned at Johnson & Johnson. Um, as part of their um, HR leadership development program, because my specialization while I was at um, UW was uh, HR. Um, now I am um, at Cisco. Um, I have this long-term career goal of being a chief people officer. So I was really looking for roles that would give me, um, without having any HR experience prior to this, get, looking for roles that would give me kind of a breadth of experience in a quick amount of time. So I joined mm -hmm. Cisco as part of their HR uh, rotational program. Um, I'm now in my third year um, typically, our program is three years long, but I grad graduated after two years because I took um, a full-time landing role as a chief of staff um, to one of our VPs in HR. Uh, I'll stop there because I imagine we'll probably have more questions around experience, but um, that's where I'm at. Oh, I, I said Cisco, but not Cisco the food company. I wish it was Cisco the rapper, but it's Cisco the tech company. So <laughs> that's who I work for. All right, I'm I'm showing my age here. I have no idea who the, the rapper is. Um, but uh, <laughs> all right, anyone else? Uh, Jenna, would you like to go next? I see you're unmuted. So, sure. Oh yes, yeah, sorry about that. That's um, okay. Yes. Hi everyone. I am Jenna Her. I'm also a 2019 graduate of the Wisconsin MBA program with a specialization in risk management and insurance. Uh, after graduating, I went and managed the corporate risk and insurance program for a global consulting company for a couple of years. And then about six weeks ago, I started a new role managing the corporate risk and insurance program for Equity Residential, which is a multifamily real estate investment trust. So it's really um, interested to get some new experience in, in the field. Um, I joined Wisconsin. What initially attracted me is Really, honestly, and this will be a similar experience to a, a lot of other people, um, I knew that I, I wanted to be a leader in the field of risk management and insurance. And so uh, being able to get that combination MBA, the leadership experience and the specialized uh, industry experience is really what attracted me and, and ended up being a really good fit. 
Okay, thank you. Alex, would you like to go next? Sure, yeah, so I'm Alex Paisley Lasso. I'm class of 2020, so I got to share some time with Marcus and Jenna, um, and I specialized in operations and technology management. Um, I'm currently part of Danaher's general management development program as a global product manager at Hawk, which is one of our water quality companies. And yeah, similar to Jenna, I think my background before business school was in healthcare IT. So the idea of being able to focus my MBA studies um, on tech and kind of getting into that industry further mm -hmm. was really exciting. And then I think just the people, I'm sure just from the interactions on this panel, a lot of cool people and every impression I had from the staff to the students who led me around when I toured on campus, it just felt like I'd had a really good home there. And yeah, I really enjoyed my experience. All right. Uh, Mark, welcome, and and, and uh, can you share, again, just to reiterate the question, can you share a little bit about your background and what you're doing now, and, you know, what initially attracted you to Wisconsin? Absolutely, and sorry I was a little late. Um, tech issues, getting my computer up to speed. So, <laughs> Mark Lent, um, I am MBA class of 2018. I am currently at Procter & Gamble, so based out in Cincinnati, Ohio. Um, I'm a senior brand manager on the Cascade business, um, and I've been at P&G for three and a half years now. So straight out of um, the MBA in 2018, over here to P&G. Um, and so my my path to Wisconsin was I'm actually born and raised from um, from Wisconsin. Did my undergrad um, was in the marching band, so I'm a a, a big Wisconsin fan through and through. Um, and a double badger, of course. But what led me back to Wisconsin actually was I was in New York um, working in advertising and recognized, you know, I, I, I could build a really fantastic career in advertising, um, but really, really what interested me was broader marketing. Um, and I knew I wanted to develop, you know, a, a, a broad sense of expertise in, a, in the field of marketing while also preparing myself or setting myself up for, you know, general management, um, executive leadership. Um, and so Wisconsin really was the perfect place for me to do that with the specialized model. I specialize in brand and product management, brand management specifically. Um, and I think what really pushed Wisconsin over the edge for me was mm -hmm. the possibility of collaborative leadership. Um, I knew I wanted to be in a place where um, all ships rise, right? I didn't want my success to be limited to um, you know, I, I didn't want it to be at the expense of others. And so that was incredibly important for me coming from Wisconsin, having completed my undergrad at Wisconsin, I knew that I was, you know, getting in, returning to a culture of collaborative, um, you know, leadership, partnership, um, just like really genuine um, inclusivity, I think is, is a good yeah. way to put it. And so okay. that's exactly what, um, you know, I, I enjoyed most about Wisconsin. It rang true throughout my experience during my MBA. Um, so that's that's kind of me in a nutshell and how I got back to Wisconsin for the MBA. Okay, uh, this is uh, not germane to the topic, but what instruments did you play in the marching band? Out of curiosity, oh, yeah. I get the question all the time. So I played euphonium, and that always begs a follow-up question: What's euphonium? <laughs> uh, and so it's a uh, it's also called baritone. It looks like a little tuba, sounds like a trombone. Okay, thank you. Well, um, I'm going to ask you all a couple other questions, and then we'll take. Um, questions from the audience. So one of the questions and, and whoever would like to start off, um, just jump in. Um, how would you describe the learning environment or learning experience during your two years at Wisconsin? 
I'm happy to start with that one. Yeah. Um, I would describe it as, uh, you know, I think I guess I would start with like what's the biggest surprise to me about the learning environment, and and what I always tell w- when I talk to pers- prospective students is that choosing an MBA program is a lot different than choosing an undergraduate program, although you still do very much want the the faculty support and the expertise. Um, you want to look for people that are that are really sharp in in the field, especially in a specialized MBA program. But to me, the, the surprise and what I think is the more important thing is the peer-to-peer learning. And so it's like um, somebody had said, it might have been you, Marcus, on another panel, could have been somebody else that said, like, you know, any program that you look at, is it's going to be about the people. And it's really a matter of, like, finding your people, right? And, and so... Um, being able to look around and see this diversity of experiences, maybe you have some people that are continuing in their field or that really know, like, like Alex, you know, being in the, in the healthcare and, and wanting to stay in something related to that, or, or maybe something kind of tangent to that, whatever it is, you want to know, you want that, um, you know, whether you have people that are like continuing their field or who are career switchers, um, you you want to work with people that are have a sense of where they're going that, um, you know, they're going to build you up and they're also depending on you to build them up. And, and you're just like Mark was saying, that collaborative environment that you're going to kind of get each other where you're going. Yeah, I'll hop in. I'll hop in because... Uh... Jenny, I think I must. I think I did say that because that I get asked that question a lot from prospective students, um, like you know why did you choose Wisconsin? And it, you're, just to kind of um, reiterate it, it's one of those things where I feel like people always go, oh, it's the people. I love the people. Like it's like this. Whenever you ask them why are you at a company or why are you at a school, and people go, oh, it's the people. And I don't think people are being disingenuous when they say that. I think I think my job, at least the way I framed it as a candidate for whether it's for a company or for a school, is to figure out which people do I feel like are going to be a good support system for me, right? Like, which are going to be, who do I want to be those comrades, right? When, it's, when you've got something due the next day, who, who's going to be supportive on that whole journey, right? And I felt like at Wisconsin, it was very that. Um, I, I'll also kind of piggyback on this question, like, you know, what was kind of unique about the learning experience. I would say it was, uh, and Mark used this word, collaborative. Um, a lot of it is um, team-based, but I felt like it was very much like voluntold teamism. Like we very much like right from the very beginning, you're like thrown into these team situations. And it wasn't just that, but it was like other classes too, where we were like it constantly, you're being voluntold to be on a team. And I look back on that now very fondly um, because I know sometimes team dynamics can be a little contentious, but it really did um, force you to learn a lot of different um, working dynamics on how to get a deliverable across the finish line. Um, and so that was that was huge for me um, as far as um, kind of what the learning environment was like. Last thing I'll say too is everyone, I feel like from whether they're your, your professor or from the program office is rooting for your own success. Um, like they don't, like once you're in, they wanna see you get to the end, right? Um, and so I felt like I was going to different office hours and whatever it had to be, everyone was there committed to make sure that um, the reason why I got in was to land a job and they helped me get that job. So, um, that's what I would say about the learning experience. Alex or Mark, anything you'd like to add? I have two comments that I, I would build. I completely echo everything that's been said. Um, maybe two new um, or additional thoughts to offer. The first is the core curriculum, which I found to be very um, immersive. 
right? You just kind of are diving in head first. Wisconsin has a specialized model, um, but that doesn't mean that um, you know you're you're excused from kind of the core curriculum. Um, so you know, kind of foundationally, you're expected to to and you're given the opportunity to dive in and learn a broad um, set of like fundamental experience and skill sets required for business. So I think from from a, a broad immersive experience. Um, from day one, and even from um, you know the the orientation period, it was we were already immersed. Um, beyond the core curriculum, though, I think Wisconsin is unique in that it offers specialized models which layer on top additional you know learning. And so, coming from the Center for Brand and Product Management, I think um, we have a tradition of of applied learnings. Um, so we call them. Other centers have or specializations have similar. Um, experiences but what this is is it's immersive learning in your in your field of interest and you know real world problems hearing from real companies giving an opportunity for you not only to you know step into the role of you know a brand manager senior brand manager um but also solve the problems and and share those those recommendations back with the business owners and leaders who will on monday take those recommendations and you know see if they help improve the business or solve the problem they're they're facing. So um, for me, as I, you know, ref reflect back on my, my experience, I think immersive learning is, is um, a, a big highlight, something that I took away and, um, and applied learning as well. The fact that we're focused on real problems, it's not just theoretical, you know, um, in the sky, it's actually applied to real business problems to make real uh, impact. Okay. Alex, anything that folks have left out or anything that you'd like to add on to? Yeah, no, I think I would echo pretty much everything that everyone said. And I guess to maybe sum it up, uh, I found it to be really challenging, but collaborative. Like nobody wanted you to fail. I had my undergrad degrees were in biology and psychology. I had never taken a business class. And I remember walking into accounting and like the guy sitting next to me was the CPA. And I was like, oh my God. But I went to office hours. The professors are willing to help. Classmates are willing to help. Um, and kind of just, yeah, that collaborative environment, I was pushed to be a better version of myself and put myself out of my comfort zone. And because of that, from the core to the specializations, I feel like I got a really well-rounded education and didn't feel like I was all boats for eyes. I really liked the way Mark put that. Um, yeah. All right. Thank you. Well, um, again, if you have questions uh, and you're listening and you'd like any of our panelists to respond to them, um, please put them in the Q&A or the chat, and we'll get to them. One of the questions we got, and um, you know, I think this is a good question. What advice uh, would you, any of you give someone who's looking at an MBA program right now, um, trying to sort out where to go? Any advice you'd, because you all went through that. Any advice that you'd give someone? I can jump in, because I do have advice. I get the question a lot from pr prospective students, and I often, offer the advice unsolicited. So maybe I should work on that. Um, but so the, the, the advice I would offer is reflect, um, you know, pause and reflect on all you've accomplished in your career so far. And, um, and, and think about looking forward, what do you want to achieve? Or, you know, what are you defining as success? What is what is the achievement you hope to reach in your career? Um, and there are all kinds of questions you can ask about that. I encourage you to keep asking why and why and why and continue peeling the onion until you really get to the core of what motivates your aspirations. 
Um, but once you've identified what that aspiration is, that goal, and by the way, um, it doesn't need to be the same goal throughout your career. So just know that um, as you're you know, setting, setting your target, know that it can and probably will change. Um, but once you have your goal established, ask yourself, what is the most direct or um, fastest route to achieving that goal? Um, okay. And I think this is a really helpful exercise because it helps you evaluate some of the decisions you've made so far and big decisions like, you know, an MBA program, a, a school selection. Does this decision help me achieve my goal or, or reach my objective fastest or easiest or um, most directly? And once you've done all of that reflection, um, I think you, you will have gone through a lot of self-discovery. I know I did. Um, and you get really clear about what matters and, and what doesn't matter so much. What, what um, kind of details are you willing to let fall to the side um, so that you can focus on what really is going to make an impact in your career? So that's how I encourage you to approach. If you'd like to talk more, please reach out to me directly. I'm um, a big fan of this kind of thinking. So that's what I would offer as advice. Yeah, thank you, Mark. Anyone else? You know, Randy, I'll jump in here. Um, with fear of being a little gauche or just maybe too blunt, um, look at the dollars. So um, here's the thing. Um, I, if you, I feel very fortunate. I was able to be in Wisconsin. I was a consortium fellow, so my tuition was paid for. Um, but even before I was a consortium fellow, Wisconsin was high on my list because if you look at other schools that are ranked similarly, the return on investment is huge. So even if you, you know, get a partial scholarship and you end up having to foot the bill somehow, you're still getting a really great bang for your buck at Wisconsin um, compared to other similarly situated programs. Um, I think I would add on to what Mark just said is like the way I kind of think of it too is like do some reflection time. So think about like your long-term goals and then what are the short-term goals that are going to help you get there? I specifically picked Wisconsin because of the HR specialization that was going to help me get to that longer term goal, right? Um, and then you kind of just start doing your digging on does that school match with the, the best next short-term decision? So you can start with like looking at some of the stats, right? Looking at the employment numbers, um, that'll kind of see that return on investment. Is this is what you're going to shell out for this? If it's not a scholarship, you actually do have to foot the bill. Are you actually going to get a good salary afterwards? Um, so you can you can dig through those numbers. But then those are just the numbers. I would start talking to them, the actual people at the institution. See what companies they're landing at, and are those the companies that again is that the next short-term decision to help you get to that longer-term goal? Um, so that's kind of the advice I would give. Is like look at the numbers, look at the dollars. Uh, Wisconsin tends to be a really great choice for a lot of reasons for that um, for that choice for for when you're making those decisions. Okay, thank you. Yeah, I agree with that, Marcus, and I appreciate I'm probably right in between. I think that's like a very pragmatic approach, definitely something that I was um, thinking of. And, and uh, my professor and our, our director of the risk management program kind of jokes with me that when I made the visit, I was very much evaluating like, is, is Wisconsin good enough for me? And I was not as worried about am I good enough for Wisconsin, which is like, you know, is sort of like ignorance is bliss kind of thing, not not necessarily appreciating the full, um, you know, really what I was getting myself into and what I was getting, like what the value was and, until later on in the process that I was just like, wow, this is a, a really excellent school. And so I think like having that, you know, at that time, I knew like not very many women getting MBAs. And so it was like, um, it really was a, 
a question of, of the dollars in some sense. And, and it, but it was also the second part of it to Mark's point on, you know, reflecting about really what you want and, and you need and, and knowing that sure your goals might change along the way. I remember when I was um, first looking into MBA, I was really interested in, in cyber and cyber risk management, a emerging risk even still. And um, I asked, you know, I was looking exclusively at risk management programs around the country. And I remember asking the question to another school, you know, what opportunities will there be to explore cyber risk management? And they were just sort of like, you know, um, well, we could probably make it happen. Like you might have to take some classes outside of business school, that kind of thing. But when I went, when I um, expressed that interest at Wisconsin, first of all, they were asking me, what are you interested in? Like, what, what kind of risk manager do you want to be? And so when I expressed that interest, it was like, okay, yes, like, here's how we're going to make it happen. Here are, uh, you'll have a classmate that's also interested in that, even though they're, they're going on a, you know, just a slightly different path or whatever it is, but it just, so it's that combination of the pragmatic, look at the dollars, look at the employment figures, things like that. And also listen, like know what your goals are and listen to what the response is. I think um, with that, you, you, you know, that's, and then in the end, you know, once you have that, you're going to have a handful of really good programs. Uh, you can't make a wrong decision, really. Uh, you can make a really, really good decision and come to Wisconsin, but you can't make a wrong decision. And I think everybody there at the school in admissions, directing the programs, the faculty, they want you to find the, the program that's best for you, even if it's not Wisconsin, because we don't want you to be somewhere where you're not going to feel successful or you're not going to feel happy. Mm, nice. Okay. Alex? Yeah, no, Jenna just summed exactly what I was going to say. Like at the end of the day, you're going to be faced with a lot of really awesome schools and a lot of really awesome opportunities. Mm -hmm. So I think it's about, you know, focusing on where you're going to fit and where you feel like you're going to be able to thrive and do your best because the MBA is a really awesome investment in yourself and your development that I don't really know that there's anything else in the rest of your career journey that'll compare to that. Yeah. So finding the place, even, you know, if it's a school that's ranked number one and whatever, but you don't feel like you've got a good fit there, you know, looking for all the factors that meet your goals, that meet the, the people and the programs, like everyone else has said, that's always my biggest takeaway. It's, it's hard to make a wrong decision. Okay, thank you. Um, let me just do a follow up with Marcus, and then we'll take another question we have um, from the audience. Um, but Marcus, could you, just so people know, can you tell folks, you know, in as what the consortium is and what a consortium fellow means because you mentioned that and some folks may not know what that yeah. is yeah yeah i'm gonna and i i consortium has also grown since i've been there right so like i don't know if i have the latest details of it. i'll tell you um the the nugget of it the consortium is a it's a program that really is committed to helping increase the representation of underrepresented minorities in in business right um and so in the consortium has consortium companies so, um, so companies that are committed to rec uh, recruiting under, um, underrepresented talent or people can, are focused on the mission. And then they also have consortium schools. Wisconsin is a founding consortium school. Um, and so that was part of the whole, that, that's kind of, I guess, the, the nugget of what consortium is. And then there's a whole process to be able to come to Wisconsin through consortium. So you can, you can submit a consortium application, which I, my, when I was coming through, this could have changed. I think you got like six schools that you could apply to with one application. Um, and actually, I, Wisconsin was the only 
school actually I applied through through consortium. I already knew oh, really? I wanted to go to Wisconsin. So I didn't even like submit it to six schools. Wisconsin was the only one, which is actually probably not the smartest thing, but I was like, no, I want Wisconsin. That's the one I want. Um, and so you have to get admitted to the school first before you get um, admitted through consortium. But once the school says you clear our bar, then the consortium says you, you we clear that you clear that bar and they can consider you for, for dollars. Um, Alex, you're also consortium. Did I miss anything there? No, I think that's that's a great summary there, Marcus. And I guess, yeah, in thinking why Wisconsin, I, I had found the consortium program first when I was doing my MBA, so maybe reverse. And um, Wisconsin's program was attractive to me before that, but then seeing kind of the coinciding of like, okay, the school really like puts their money where their mouth is, for lack of a better term, around like DNI type stuff. That meant a lot to me that Wisconsin participates in the consortium and is committed to, you know, advancing underrepresented talent. So. Okay. Well, I like this next question. Um, so, you know, whoever would like to kick off is, how do you feel that the specialized model that Wisconsin has um, helped you maybe in your internship search or your job search at the end? Do you feel it gave you a competitive advantage? And if so, how? Alex, you should go first. You should go first. Yeah. You, yeah. <laughs> Marcus, why should I go first? <laughs> no. Um, yeah, I think that the specialization model really helps set you apart. It's something you can put on your resume. It's something when I was doing my internship search and had a lot of different interviews with a lot of different companies, I got asked about it just about every time. Like, so what does it mean that you're specializing in this? And I was able to explain, you know, like what Mark was saying, there's some of the applied learnings, but also the coursework. And so it shows that you have, um, you know, this focused interest in a career field beyond just getting your MBA, but kind of a general MBA. So I'd say it was definitely really helpful in my internship search. And ultimately, my internship ended up converting to my full time. And I was happy with that. So that was kind of the main arena in which I saw it be helpful. But I definitely think it, it set us apart. Anyone else? I would, yeah, I'll make a couple comments. So like I said earlier, I'm a double badger. So I already know the value of um, Wisconsin's alumni network. Um, coming out of my undergrad, it was, I mean, I was in New York and, and Wisconsin's network in New York is, is as strong as it is anywhere in the world. Um, so I already can kind of testify to the fact that, you know, Wisconsin will set you up for, for great success. But layer on top of that, the fact that, you know, the MBA, pro, the full-time MBA is a pretty tight-knit program. And then layer on top of that even further, we have a specialized model within a tight-knit program, which means you really get to know at a deep level those who are in your class, in your kind of um, your first and second year um, group of students. And then you, you get really, really tight with alumni, with advisory boards that sit on um, you know, the, the, the respective uh, specialization you're interested in. Um, so I think like when you have that many interests kind of layered on top of one another, you, you're around, you're surrounded by really good company, um, mm -hmm. people who care about what you care about and want to establish and maintain a connection, you know, starting on the foundation of, of those common interests. But then um, because it's Wisconsin, we just get talking and suddenly we have, you know, fantastic relationships that span any topic. Um, so I, for, for me personally, I think the, the specialization model and the fact that I had access to such a rich network of people who were um, interested in the same things I was within business and 
um, brand management was uh, absolutely paramount to enabling me to achieve what I set out to achieve, which was, um, you know, get landing a top position in um, one of the world's best CPG companies doing marketing. That's exactly what I did. I could not have done it without Wisconsin. Um, so, so I would say it's invaluable and, and certainly one of um, Wisconsin's, I think, most valuable differentiators. Um, when I when I compare to some of my peers who also went to business school um, and now are in the same kind of realm as I am. Okay, thank you. Alex or Jenna, anything? Sure, I mean, I'll comment on that. Um, yeah, um, yeah. So I guess I would say you know risk management insurance is kind of one of those fields that I I don't know if HR is like this. Also, maybe a couple other fields that you have a lot of people that are more experienced in the field that are the the go to line is like I fell into insurance, and so the initial feeling when you're looking for an internship or or a job is like surprise like people are surprised that you would choose to specialize in that field and they're immediately interested like like why why did you choose that what is that what is this program all about you know and so you get an opportunity to just talk about it and as you can tell like when we're talking about uh, Wisconsin we're passionate we're excited like we can talk about our peers and all the value that we're gaining and so that's already you know um, when you're in an interview it's already uh, in an inviting conversation, you're having a great time. And then I, I would absolutely echo uh, Mark's comments about the, the network. Um, so I've had since MBA an internship and two jobs and, and the alumni network has been 100% instrumental in helping me get all of those. Um, actually, this, this last job move that I made, I I wasn't very actively searching. They were coming to me. And, and one particularly uh, mentor that I gained when I was in the MBA program through the advisory board, we're still very close, talk every you know, month or two. And, and it's a, um, a relationship that you know, when, when people are coming to him looking for, you know, do you know anybody who could fill this job? He sends them to me. And now he's hiring on his team. And so he's asking, hey, do you know any of your peers? Do you know... Uh, anybody else in the field that that you can send them my way to fill jobs. So so that network is just it goes. It's just sort of an expectation, but not an obligation because you want to do it to be a part of that network and where you're helping each other uh, find talent and fill roles and and find the next best fit for you too. Mm -hmm. Marcus, anything left out that you you feel? I think if I'm just talking about the benefit of the specialization model, I can just speak personally about it, um, particularly with HR. Um, it's harder to get access to the level of jobs that I wanted to come in at a company at if you don't prior if you don't have prior HR experience. And so I was using the specialization at, okay. at Wisconsin to do the career pivot um, because that was going to be um, a if, I, if I'm thinking like a Boy Scout and you got different badges, like that was gonna be the badge I needed to like for companies to like say, take me seriously for that level of an HR job. Because typically they want you to come in a lot more junior kind of, and then be there for quite, quite a few years, like maybe five or six years before you're really at the level that I got to come in at. Um, and so I think the specialization model helped me do that. Um, Jenna, I love what you just shared though. I feel like that's a great example of like building the network before you need it. Um, and I think Wisconsin really definitely helps you do that just based off of 
um, our specialization model and the people you get to get close to, whether it's alumni or even like the board for risk management. That's a great example. Okay, thank you. And let's, again, circle back. Jenna, I wanna follow up on something you said to make sure that everyone in the audience knows. Um, can you explain, you mentioned that your current position you have came as a result of networking and knowing someone on the advisory board. Can you kind of explain what the advisory board is um, a little bit for folks who may not know? Yeah, I'll do my best and, and hope fine. that I don't, don't butcher too much. But, and, but I can tell you just based on my experience, um, you know, it's a collection of individuals who are experienced in the field. So at least in risk management, I think this is true across the board. You know, I'm, I'm two or three years out of school. I'm not really a candidate to be an advisory board member yet because it does take some time. So you, so you have these individuals that are, have really built up some experience and expertise that they have to contribute back to um to the field and again or to the to the MBA program and again it's like uh certainly an expectation but it doesn't feel it's an obligation but it doesn't feel like um a burden because we want to we want to help each other advisory me uh, board members want to give back to Wisconsin they want to help uh, help current students so there's an uh, sort of built-in expectation that they'll they'll mentor and they'll help MBA yeah. students connect. I would say, I don't know actually how big the risk management advisory board is. If I was guessing, I would say maybe 10, 10 to 12. And I, I know that I connected, you know, and have meaningful relationships with at least half of them. And again, I mean, post school and two years out of school, I'm having regular phone calls and exchanging emails. I mean, it's a meaningful relationship where where they're plugging into their network and sending me, hey, maybe this one will work out for you. Maybe you should try interviewing for that. And giving me, you know, honestly, really great advice about uh, salary and about, um, you know, I had one mentor this, or advisory board men member this summer tell me, you know, I, I was nervous to take on a, like a director level role um, I felt like I just wasn't quite ready. And her advice was, you know, let the company decide if you're ready, interview for it. And so like getting that, you know, very practical advice, very uh, encouraging. And, and then on the flip side, they'll tell you if there's something that you still need to work on too. So again, I think it's just like a real accessible built-in like mentor network. That's, that's what I would say. And then also yeah. advising on the, on the curriculum and programming side as well. Yeah, and I, I think I love what you said there. And I think the key thing for folks to know who are listening to this is that each of our specializations has an advisory board with C-suite level, um, you know, executives who are experts in that field, in risk or uh, uh, brand and product management or HR. So that's the nice thing is that you're, you're networking and getting to know people already established um, professions, professionals, and something that um, you want to pursue. So, uh, here's oh yeah, really, go ahead, Mark. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I would just love to. No, I, I apologize for interrupting. But I would just add a couple more comments, or at least in my experience, and I think this is common for most of the the advisory boards. They meet with students twice a year, right? So you have these titans of industry who have, you know, they have remarkable 
reputations and have achieved, you know, they've moved mountains in their careers. And what brings them all together is their common interest in Wisconsin and in the next generation of leaders, which surprise, like that was us, that will be you. Um, and so it's, Wisconsin has done all the work, like imagine the most powerful leaders or the most successful leaders in your field of interest in one room, just waiting for you to come up and ask them questions about, you know, what advice can you offer? And um, like, hey, this is how I'm thinking about, you know, taking control of my career and here's the direction I see. And they are more than happy to, to offer guidance, advice, make connections, right? So I think it's um, everything that Jenna said, but I, I, I just wanna make it clear, like Wisconsin gets these, these leaders together uh, a couple times a year. And the expectation is that, um, you know, they are there as a, a, a resource for you. It goes without saying. Um, and so I think just knowing that that access is there is really, really important to, to recognize. Um, I'll, I'm sorry. So I, I'm sorry, Mark, that I didn't ask, but uh, Marcus or Alex, anything that, uh, that uh, Jen or Mark missed that you'd like to add on to there? Okay. Well, here's a question. Um, and I think we'll probably end on this one. because I think it's a good question to end on. Um, could each of you share a, a memorable highlight of your two years? I'm sure you have many experiences in the classroom or outside the classroom um, with your colleagues, but anything that you look back on and go, that was like really cool. Um, or that was like, you know, changed, you know, changed, changed something in my trajectory, um, is I think is what the person's getting at. So I think anything come to mind for any of you? I have a lot to share. Marcus, you go. I just was talking. <laughs> Sorry. I'm sorry, I'm like, I got my computer propped up on books here and they just fell over. Anyways, um, God, this is tough. Cause like, I remember someone saying this to me prior to the NBA and I was like, nah, they're lying. But they were saying like, <laughs> they're like, it's gonna be the most fun two years of your life. And I was like, what? Like in school, but it really was. Cause it's like, you get to the, you get such close um, friendships with people, right? Um, and so those, I think that's just what anchors a lot of my fun memories. So I'll, I'll share two things. Um, when I was at Wisconsin, um, I also got to play in the orchestra. That was a thing I wanted to do because I have that musical background. So I um, was principal in orchestra at Wisconsin. And my very first concert, um, a lot of my classmates came to do it. And I don't know if this sounds weird, but I was like genuinely like touched, like to see them like all come to see this concert. Cause like, it just felt like the music thing was so separate, but they're like, no, we want to come support you. Um, so that's just a really fun, just interpersonal memory. Um, I think um, another memory that I'll share is more just practical around like the work, um, some of the working decisions I had to make. So in my second year of the MBA, um, just to ground you, just to tell you where my frame of reference was, it's not a bad problem, but I had six offers. And so I, I did a lot of companies and I was trying to fix, I was trying to choose between six full-time offers. I was taking about three of them seriously. And I was really struggling to figure out which one I wanted to, to pick from. Um, I remember having a very, very direct conversation, a good conversation with our interim dean at the time, um, Barry, and he, uh, Barry Gearhart, he was like, Marcus, you, you, took, you, you came to the MBA to take a leap. And one, one of the company I was trying to, I was considering um, just geographically wasn't so much of the leap and some other things about it weren't, weren't a leap. And so he really actually helped push me and make me feel like I could say yes to the Cisco offer because 
I had no dreams of moving to California. I'm from the Midwest, y'all. Like I'm from Michigan. I lived in Chicago for a little bit, went to Wisconsin. The Bay sounded like this place I didn't really necessarily want to go to. Um, but I'm so happy I did. I'm so happy I did. Um, so that was probably one of the, I guess, mem one of the biggest memories I have. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. Anyone else want to jump in on that question? I can jump in. Um, so I think, I, and I'm trying to figure out how to tie all my favorite things together. Like, what is the, the theme that, that runs through them all? I think part of it is, I think I can't get it to one. So it's kind of two pieces. Okay. It's that I really enjoy that Wisconsin lets you, like, there is space or room in your MBA journey to take on opportunities that um, will will help you develop and become a better leader. So what do I mean by that? I think um, I was a TA for undergrad students. I was the co-social chair for uh, our full-time MBA. And both of those were, were like, I had the bandwidth to take on these opportunities and actually like be responsible for leading and developing content and, and all the rest. Um, but in a way that enabled me to develop a skill or an outage that I recognized I needed professionally, right? So in the case of, of teaching undergrads, it really was like executive presence is way too like lofty of a term, but it, it really was like, just get comfortable being uncomfortable, being in front of people, talking on a regular basis, answering questions on the fly, like not having rehearsed what you're about to present. Um, that was really important. And at the same time, I got to, you know, help hundreds of undergrad marketing students over the course of my TA shit, um, you know, learn at least an introduction to marketing. Same thing with the MBA, um, or sorry, the GBA co-social chair role. Like, it, yes, I was planning parties and happy hours. Uh, however, <laughs> more importantly, I was making connections with uh, all of my classmates, not to mention um, the 100 students in the class ahead of me, and then the, the following year, the 100 students of the class below me. So I really saw that as uh, not, you know, a party planning responsibility. I saw that as a, a connector of people responsibility um, and, and really ensuring that, you know, as I was establishing relationships with classmates, putting them in touch with others who I thought um, could be helpful in, you know, whatever their common interest was, or if, if there was a problem they were trying to address or, you know, a, a job path that they were interested in learning more. Like I was the person to kind of orchestrate and, and bring that together. And that was incredibly valuable for me. It, it gave me like firsthand experience built in every week, like go practice networking, <laughs> like go, go practice helping people like identify, you know, what they're passionate about and then find the people who they can be passionate about with that. So um, I think that's how I tie them together. But uh, yeah, take every opportunity you get in business school. It's your chance to, to continue to improve yourself, develop, like be selfish about taking the time to, to focus on you and make you better. And um, you won't regret that. Alex or Jenna? I can go. Um, I'll try to like Marcus, the more fun one and then the more career one. Um, similar to Mark, I was, I was vice president of Graduate Business Association when I was um, at the MBA program and that was really impactful for me, I think, because I got to liaise with all the presidents of the various student organizations that Wisconsin has. 
And that was really awesome to see just like the variety of interest areas and identities. And um, our year, we really focused on how can we work together as these different groups of students and like bridge gaps. So we had like our LGBTQ group working with our diversity and business group, working with our graduate marketing network and like putting on an event together. And um, we tried to focus on that just because we realized, you know, there's so many events, how can we really work together? And so it sounds like, I don't know, maybe kind of random, but for me to see people coming from all different backgrounds and really putting those experiences together and creating really meaningful networking opportunities and personal development opportunities for the student body. Um, yeah, it just really left me with a, with a positive impact and just feeling really fortunate to be graduating with such awesome people. And then on the professional side, um, yeah, just the, the career management office was a godsend. They tore my resume apart. They taught me how to interview and the growth that I saw in myself and the way that I've been able to pay those skills forward to like friends who've been, you know, applying for jobs and things. Um, similar to Marcus, you know, just being encouraged to take a leap. I remember I came in, I'm like, I'm definitely going to end up in healthcare. Like, I'm not even going to really look at anything else, blinders on. And I mean, I work in a totally different industry now and I'm really happy. And so they encouraged me to, hey, like think about what you want. Bigger picture, it doesn't have to be what you've always done before. And so I think that was really transformational for me and like changed the path that I'm on professionally, so. Nice, nice. Good, I'll finish it off here. Uh, again, agree with my fellow panelists on all accounts. And I think that, um, Randy, we know that you said one, but we're all going with two. That's so, fine. I uh, think it's great. So I would say one, I agree absolutely with Mark about the TA experience. That that was really meaningful. I like the way you put it about, you know, sort of developing this sense of like getting up, being uncomfortable and, and getting comfortable with that. And for me, I think, again, like going into interviews, I, I say like, this is how the TA experience helped me executives are a lot like undergraduate students in that you have to learn how to say things in a lot of different ways until it resonates with them. And so like being able to understand whether, you know, for me, it was uh, risk management courses, marketing courses, whatever you're a TA for, being able to understand that so well that you can explain it in several different ways, that's a business skill. And so having that, that experience with, that, with undergraduates, it translates really well. Um, to the working world on top of all of those other things that Mark mentioned as well. Um, and then I think, you know, the really how I would sum it up on the on the pers more personal or fun end of things is um, you're just really having this shared experience with several other people and, uh, you know, maybe several, like you have your broader MBA cohort and you have your core team and all of that. But for me, um, I was one of six people in the risk management specialization. I remember walking out of one of our very first exams and we just sort of, you know, we weren't very sure how it went. Some sense we felt a little pulverized and others we were like, you know how it is when you reminisce over an exam and you're like, did you do this? And, and so just like having that experience and then going out for a drink together and just knowing that you're in it together. I mean, that, that was like, it was fun to have that very first exam. And I just saw that like repeated several times throughout the program. And I think the, the, the takeaway from that is as a leader in business, those are the kind, that's the kind of culture you want to recreate in your organization where people feel like they're in it together. And so, um, yeah, all, overall really good experience. Well, Wow, I uh, 
I've learned some things and I really appreciate um, Jenna and Alex and uh, Marcus and Mark, you guys spending some time out of your day to share your stories and share the story of the MBA. It was the Wisconsin School of Business. Um, thank you again. And, and thank you from the admissions team. And um, if you're listening, those are listening, um, please feel free to, uh, you know, schedule a consultation with a member of the admissions team. Um, if you're interested, and that's where we can just sit down and talk about your career goals. And uh, <coughs> pardon me, how Wisconsin fits into that, or that maybe it doesn't. Uh, and if you have questions, uh, please uh, feel free to email us, the admissions team um, at mba at wsb.wisc.edu. Um, I hope you all have a great day. Uh, again, thank you to our panelists and thank you for the folks listening. Um, Randy, awesome. Thank you. thank you. Yeah, thank you. It was a fun time. Thank you very much. I'm Wisconsin. Bye, everyone. Yeah, on <laughs> Wisconsin. <laughs>